The title of my message tonight is The Return of Jesus. The Signs of the Times. And I'm so pleased to stand up here tonight. and so honored to say that I am a child of God. How many of you out here tonight can say that I am a child of God? And I know that when we take our last breath, we don't even die. As a matter of fact, you only die once. And that's when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You died on the cross with Him. And when we take our last breath, we just transition out of one body right into the heavens. So tonight, we can be proud to say that we are children of the Most High God. And we are here to welcome the word that he has given me to deliver you. And you may be seated. Father God, I thank you tonight. I thank you again for honoring me to be a mouthpiece for you. I thank you tonight, Father, for giving me strength and giving me courage. I thank you, Father. I thank you for all those that you brought here tonight to hear this word. I thank you, God, for all of those that are listening online tonight that will receive this word. I thank you that in the future that thousands and millions would hear this word across country and out of country. And I pray, Father God, that every one of them will be blessed by each and every word. And again, I give you all the praise and I give you all the glory. For it's in the name of Jesus that I stand up here and speak your word. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I was praying to the Lord as about what he would have me to share with you tonight. And he began to speak to me concerning his return and the signs of the time. And like I said, I am a teacher of the word. I'm a preacher and I'm a teacher. However, so I follow my notes as closely as I can because I don't want to miss anything. But he also, I have found in the future that no matter what I'm teaching, he gave me the words to begin with. And then he continues to give me extra words as I continue along. So I know he's going to do that tonight too. Praise God. But then I began to think about all the signs that Jesus told us to look for. You know, he tells us, and he's told us about all these signs to look for concerning his return. And saints, I believe that time is very near. I believe that the signs speak for themselves. This message, as I know, is a little different than what I normally teach. I'm Pastor Noah, as the pastor said, known as Pastor Joe, speak the word. Well, I'm still speaking the word, but it's just a little bit different than what I normally do. And let me say, I do not believe that the Lord gave me this message to frighten you in any way whatsoever. But my question to you is, if I told you here tonight that if you take the same route, everybody took a different route to get here tonight. And if I told you tonight that if you took that same route home that you took coming to the church tonight, that there would be somebody there waiting to attack you, would you take that same route home? Would you not take a different route to get home? Yes, you would. We all would. Praise the Lord. I want you to think about that as I share this message with you. I believe this is a message that I really believe will help you to understand more about why Satan is working overtime to take you out. He is working overtime, whether you realize it or not. He's working overtime to take you out. He's working overtime to take me out or to keep me down, as well as my husband and myself. So we've both been experiencing a lot, but nothing can keep you down. Amen. Nothing can keep you down. You just got to keep on, keep on going. Someone said tonight to me, you know, maybe I could go back. No, I can't. I can't go back. 
Jesus wouldn't like you. Lord wouldn't like that. He said, keep on, keep on, keeping on. There's nothing I can do. You've done all you can do. That's all you can do. Praise God. I want you to ask you, I have another question. Have you ever considered that the devil is shorthanded? Think about that. In Daniel chapter 9, verses 24, and in Daniel 10, you will see how God answered Daniel's prayer and how it was unhindered the first time in Daniel 9, where in Daniel 10, it was hindered by demonic spirits. God sent Gabriel, an angel, to deliver the message and fight off the demonic forces. And as you read these two chapters, you're going to see where God answered both prayers at the same time in both, in both uh, Daniel's uh, chapter 9 and 10. The first time, it only took about three minutes to get the prayer answered. The second time in chapter 10, you'll notice that David prayed, for, I mean, Daniel prayed for three weeks before the prayer was answered. But you'll also see where he, the angel told Daniel, he said, your prayer was answered. He said he heard the prayer and answered the moment he prayed. Both times that prayer was answered, both times at the same time, even though one came within a few minutes and the other one came uh, in, in, in several weeks. It took three weeks, the Bible says. You need to know that Satan can't be everywhere at once. Like God who is omnipresent. God is ever present and omniscient, knowing everything. And he's everywhere all the time. You know, I believe a lot of people believe that Satan can be everywhere at the same time. But that's not true. That is not true. Satan cannot be everywhere at the same time. Satan can't be everywhere like our Lord can. Our Lord can be everywhere at the same time all the time. Satan has a lot of demonic spirits, fallen angels doing his dirty work for him, as you witness in Daniel 9 and 10. And I'm hoping that you'll get a fresh understanding and relationship with the Word of God tonight as I preach this. And as I said before, when I prayed about what the Lord would have me share with you, He began to speak to me concerning His return and the signs of the times. And then I began to think about all the signs that Jesus told me, told us to look for concerning His return. And I'd like to open tonight with scriptures in, in Matthew Verse 20, uh, chapter 24 and verse 36 in the New Living Translation tells us that no one, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only God the Father knows. And it says in verse 37 that when the Son of Man returns that it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets. They were having parties and weddings right up to the time that Noah entered into the boat. And verse 39 says people didn't realize. They didn't have a clue, people. They didn't realize. They didn't have a clue what was going to happen until the flood came and swept over them. None of us in here tonight, regardless of your age, no, no one is promised another day. A lot of people, as you age, and I'm aging, we're all aging every day. We're aging from the moment we're born. But we don't ever know. You know, there's some people go home early. Some go home later. You can't tell just because a person's aging that they're going to live a long time. 
You don't know. It can be a short time. It can be a long time. I've had a grandson that lived a short time. Nephews that lived a short time. Son-in-law today that lived a short time. We don't, we don't have any control over this. But the one thing we do have control over that I want you to get in your hearts tonight in your, and in your spirits is you do have a control on where you go. You do have a control over your destination. You don't have to worry about dying. You just have to worry about the location. And you better know where your location is because you don't know when that day is going to be. Jesus may come while you're still here. We don't know. He could be tonight. But he wants you to be ready. And maybe you'll go before he comes back. But even so, it doesn't matter whether you're here when he comes or where you go before he comes, you're still going to have that location. You can't get around it. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And that is the way he said it will be when the Son of Man comes. And that's the way it is today. Everybody's partying, having a good time. I see it on Facebook. I see it on TV. You see it anywhere you look. You know, it's like everything is just humped the dory. Just like it was when the day of Noah was building the ark. Friends, people will not know what's happening until Jesus is already here. You'll not know. And you won't know what location if you go before he gets here. You won't know what location you're going to go to until you take your last breath. If that is, if you're, if you're born again, you know where you're going to go. But if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's going to be another location. It is not going to be a pretty one. Hallelujah. One scripture says that Jesus will come like a thief in the night. But we all know that a thief had known that somebody was coming to his house to break in that night, he would have been prepared. Amen. He said he's coming like a thief in the night. In other words, you're not you're gonna be in bed or sleep. You could be in the bed or sleep and not know anything. In Luke 17, verse 28, 30 says, And the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business eating and buying and selling and building and farming just as if they just as if they they had all the time in the world. But folks, we don't have all the time in the world. And that's why I'm up here delivering this message tonight. You don't have all the time in the world. We don't know how much time we have. We might be waiting on Jesus to come back, and I know we are, and I'm going to be happy when he does come back. And I hope he comes back while I'm still here, but if he doesn't, I'm still going to be happy because the dead in Christ is going to rise first. You know? Praise God. Yes, he says, it will be business as usual right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Saints, I believe that time is very near, and I believe that the sign speaks for themselves. I think we all have all we have to do is just look around, and even if we didn't look around, all you have to do really is just read your Bible. There are many places in the Bible that the Lord tells us of the signs that He's given us, and all of these signs have been taken uh, been taking place for quite some time. All the signs that He's been talking about, if you look around. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Understand this, 
that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. We are experiencing probably some of the most difficult times that we have experienced in our lifetime, in our lifetime, maybe not in our not in our grandparents or great grandparents, but in our lifetime, we are experiencing some times like never before. And in Matthew twenty four forty two says, therefore stay awake. For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. And I really believe that things have speeded up. I believe they have excelled and that they're moving even faster than they were before. And, and the purpose for this message is tonight is to wake you up. To wake up. You know, saints, you can just feel it in the air. Think about it. You, you can turn on your TV or you could uh, look around in the schools and the shopping centers and wherever you go. It is in the atmosphere. It's in the air. You can feel it. You can feel something is different. The change, things are changing. People are changing. The atmosphere is changing. And I have never known evil to be called good so much in my life. It's, you can't, I mean, I just can't wrap my brain around it. All the evil that's going on and the people just thinking that's, it's, that's good. It's good. That's okay. You know, like I said, you can feel it. I was thinking Monday morning that what is happening in Ukraine could very well happen here in the USA, right here in good old Virginia Beach. We don't have, we don't have no uh, UN protection that way. You know, I'm sure that the people in Ukraine had no idea what was going to happen. Putin, Putin, or Putin, or whatever his name is, Putin, I could give him some more names, but being a child of God, I'm going to refrain. <laughs> Putin unleashed the biggest war in, in Europe since World War II with the justification that modern, Western-leaning Ukraine was a constant threat and Russia could not feel safe, develop, and exist. But after thousands of deaths in ruined towns and cities, and the displacement of more than 11 million people inside Ukraine and beyond. The question re questions remain, what is Putin's aim and how will this war end? Saints, Russia's leaders refused to call it an invasion or a war and made it doing so a criminal offense. They couldn't even refer to it as a war. Instead, it, it can only be termed, quote, a special military operation. Why am I bringing this up tonight? It's not to frighten you because I've said before, the world that we're living in today is changing every day. We just had some friends from Pakistan visit with us and we had the privilege of spending many hours with them Tuesday. We talked about many things, especially the way things are in their country. And friends, the things that we take for granted here in America are things they don't have the privilege of enjoying. We may think that we have things rough here, but I don't think we have a clue as to how bad things are going to get. We haven't even begun to know how bad things are going to get. And if we as Christians, I want you to hear this now, if we as Christians don't start uh, start joining forces, 
begin to fight back and stop believing everything the government throws our way. In other words, stop believing and being so complacent and so vulnerable. As I've said, we know we cannot believe everything that we're told. However, there is one that we can believe, and that's God Almighty himself. He is the only one that you can trust. In Matthew 24, 36, in the New Living Translation, it tells us that no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. He says, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. He said, only the Father knows. Hallelujah. And it says in verse 39 that the people didn't realize, as I said before, what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them away. Let's don't be that way. Let's don't be that way. It is believed that the people were all making fun of Noah as he built the ark God instructed him to build. Does that sound like anything that you've been hearing and seeing lately? Are there not people making fun of you and me because we are Christians and trying their best to take God out of everything? I realize that there has been some changes, you know, like I said in the messages. However, I'm a mouthpiece for the Lord, so I have to preach what he gives me. And I must speak as he puts it in my heart, saints. And I do not believe that the Lord has given me these messages, as I said before, to frighten you but only to remind you that he is going to return. And the things you're experiencing here on earth is only a temporary thing. It's only temporary. Are you hearing me? It's only temporary. Hallelujah. He even tells you in John 14, verses 1 and 3 of the New King James, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In John 14, 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, he says, and do not be afraid. God don't want you afraid. Saints, as long as we're on this earth and until Jesus returns, you and I, we have an enemy, and his name is Satan, Lucifer, deceiver. And he's better known as the accuser, according to Revelations 12, 11, uh, 9, 11. And the word of God tells us that in the end days, people will call evil good and good evil. Amen. And that is exactly what's been going on for quite some time now. You know, and I was thinking the other day, it just occurred to me that a lot of this word that I'm preaching to you tonight or sharing with you, God gave me years ago. And I've been writing it down and dating it. And he's been sharing with me uh, some of these things for going, going on some time now. And how he and he also is sharing with me how he's going to deliver his children out of the hands of the enemy, out of the darkness, and bring them into the light. Amen. He is. If you're willing, he's going to rescue you. Thank you Lord. God never left his children behind. If you'll read the Bible from Genesis Revelations, they had they suffered some hard times, but he never left them stranded. All they had to do was call on the name of the Lord. And he rescued them. No matter what they had done. And they did they they worshiped idols, they did all kinds of things, but they called on the name of the Lord, and the Lord forgave them and rescued them. And he'll do the same for us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And in Jeremiah 15, 21, English Standard Version says, I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. David said in Psalms 34, 6 and 7, he said, In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. Friends, Satan is also known as the God of this world. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. He said they don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. He said because according to 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, Satan blinds the minds of the unbelievers by masquerading as an angel of light. He is fooling the people. He's convincing the world that good is evil and evil is good. Satan has many names and none which are good. Like I said, he is also a thief and he's a liar. He is a father of lies, according to John 8, 44. But brothers and sisters, the good news is Jesus said he saw Satan fall like lightning. Hallelujah from heaven. But you know what really concerns me today, tonight, is that so many people still think that Satan's got the power over them. This is not true. It's a lie. But a lot of people believe the lies that Satan tells them. But it is a lie. You are the one, and I am the one. We are the ones that rule and reign on this earth as kings and priests. We are the ones that reign with authority and power. We are the one that has been given the power to, and the authority to put the devil under our feet. And we don't have to tolerate all this mess that's going on. But if we don't get together and we don't stand together and work together, then the devil is going to have his way. I know I just, you know, was getting my hair done. And my hairdresser, her, her, her daughter, a three-year-old, goes to a Christian school. And she says that she went in to pick her up the other day and the teacher's assistant, you know, uh, young had the, all these tattoos on her arm. And I don't, I don't like tattoos, but I also know that sometimes that people have things done before they accept Christ and Jesus forgives you, so that's okay. But I also know that if somebody is working in a Christian school around a bunch of three-year-olds and they got something on their arm, they should be covering it up for, so the children can't see it. And asking questions about it. It, it, they're influencing these three-year-olds. It's an influence. And like I said, my grandson had them, but he got them before he became a Christian. You know, so so things. You know, we have a lot of sins that we can't cover up. But that's why the blood of Jesus did it. The blood of Jesus covered our sin. He didn't cover our sins. He washed them away. So we don't have to worry about covering our sins. But if there's something in your life that might influence the wrong way of someone else, then you need to do something about it. And I asked her, I said, well, don't you have some other, don't you know some of the other parents? You know, maybe you could come together because she went and talked to the teacher and then to the head leader and the leader. And I said, don't you have some other uh, parents? And she said, mother? She said, yes. I said, did you talk to them? She said, well, I talked to a couple of them. And, and, and she said, well, they thought, well, you know, they didn't really see, you know, anything wrong with that. And this is what I'm talking about. That's just a tattoo. I'm talking about other stuff. Worse than that. That the people said, mm, oh, that's, you know, you know, they were, she said that I said, well, you know, a lot, a lot of people have tattoos. Everybody has tattoos. 
No, everybody don't. I don't. But if I had been stupid enough to have had it done, you know, if I could, I'd cover it up. If I couldn't, I'd just have to go on with it. I mean, I have a great nephew that preaches, and he's got tattoos all over his neck. Some sins you can't cover up. But you know, that's why we need the blood. Hallelujah. We got the blood of Jesus that washes all away. And if he's up there in the pulpit preaching the gospel, and we've got preachers in the pulpit now not preaching the gospel. They're just preaching something. And when you've got preachers standing up there marrying homosexuals, there's something wrong. There's something wrong here. And I saw something on Facebook the other day that I just broke my heart. When I saw something that I, you know, I didn't like, I keep praying for this person. With all my heart, I keep praying for this person that God will move the blinders from their eyes so they can see the truth. I can't do anything, but God can. So when we see somebody going down the wrong path, we need to pray for them. We need to tell them, I did speak to this person last year. And now I'll just continue to pray for them. And that's all you can do. I mean, that's really, that really that's the best thing you can do. Because once you've talked to them, the Lord impressed upon me to speak to them. I did. And if he impresses upon you to speak to somebody, you do it in love. Amen. You don't do it condemning them. You just do it in love. And then you just take it to the Lord and just continue to let him deal with it. But you've done all you can do. But you haven't, well, I'll take that back. You haven't done all you can do. You can pray. A lot of people say, and I, I'm guilty too of a lot of things, that <laughs> you know, say, well, well, at least if we get, you know, uh, when we've done all you can do is just pray. And actually, that should be the first thing we do right. is go to the throne, right. you know, not the phone, but the throne. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He says in verse 19, and what he said earlier, he, he said he saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. In 19, he said, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on the serpents and the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, he says, will injure you. Praise the Lord. Saints, we can never forget the one, and I capitalize O-N-E, capital, the one that fights our battles for us. For as long as we're on this earth and until Jesus returns, you and I have an enemy, as I said before, and his name is Satan. Now, some more good news is that we have authority, as I just said, over the enemy, according to Luke 10, 10, uh, 10 19. And we also have the favor of God. If you're born again, you have the favor of God. God's favor helps you to win battles that you won't even have to fight because God will fight them for you. Praise the Lord. In Psalms 44, 3, it says, They did not conquer the land with their swords. It was not their own strong arm that gave them victory, he said, but it was your right hand and strong arm, David said, and the blinding light from your face that helped them, for you loved them. Praise God. And this was David talking to the Lord about how he had crushed the enemies of his ancestors. And David said, in verse 5, he said, only by your power can we push back our enemies. That's the only way we can do it. Only in your name, the name of Jesus, can we trample our foes. 
He said, I do not trust in my bow. I do, I do not count on my sword to save me. And neither can you trust in your ability, saints, to save yourself. Are you hearing me? But the Lord has given you a weapon like no other, and that's his word. Your sword in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Ephesians 6, 17, if you don't know where that is. He said, when well, that's where to speak the word, speak the word, and wield the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. He says, and nothing can stand in the presence of Jesus. No enemy, no matter what it is, can stand in the presence of Jesus. No sickness, no disease, no poverty, not anything can stand in the front of our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And as we were singing, blessed be, how awesome is that name? Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no greater name, how great thou art. There's no greater name than the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. And thank God that we have the authority to use it. If we're not using it, it's our own fault. I believe Jesus is returning soon. And he wants me to let you know that he is here for you and that you're not alone. And he also wants me to let you know that he will protect you just like God protected the Israelites in the desert. In Exodus 13, 21, it tells you how the Lord went ahead of the Israelites, how he guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and how he provided life for them at night with a pillar of fire so it would allow them to travel by day or by night. He said it was through this pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire that God was reassuring his people and he, that he was present, guiding them and providing for them. They did not see God directly, but they saw a form of his glory that was shrouded by the cloud and the fire. Saints, I want you to know that the Lord is here for you tonight and that he will protect you and your family and send you help when you need it. He says, as he always, you already know this, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he changes not. In Malachi 3, 6, he says he will not recant his words. He will not revoke his offer or un, or of his unconditional love and grace. He will always prove himself faithful from beginning to end. In Revelations 1 and 8, he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So now, so know this, as the world gets increasingly worse, and it will, Jesus is the anchor. Jesus is the anchor that is going. He is the anchor that's going to keep you safe until the end. I know that there are a lot of things going on in the world today, things that bring terror, things that frighten you. But what is taking place in Ukraine and our children being shot in the schools and teachers teaching our children things that they shouldn't know. But saints, you need to remember that God is the God of battles. He's a man of war. He's called the Lord of hosts. That is the Lord of armies. Hallelujah. And today I want you to know that he's gathering his army. He's gathering up his soldiers. We are in the day of battle. We are battling against evil and good. And in this closing, Pastor Larry, would you come up and stand beside me, please? God's word makes it clear that the present age is going to close with a tremendous conflict between the forces of God and the forces of Satan. Saints, every Christian is at war. 
there is a never-ending struggle against Satan and his kingdom from which there are no leaves. You have to understand, you, there is no leaves from this. There's no discharges. There's no vacations. Are you hearing me? In other words, you have to stay on guard every day against these attacks. He's roaming around. He tells you this in 1 Peter 5, 8, how he roams around as a roaring lion. He's like a roaring lion. He's not the lion. Jesus is the lion of Judah. There, he's just a roaring lion. Praise God. And yes, Jesus is going to be returning soon. But until that day, saints, we need to fight the good fight of faith. And everyone who competes in the games trains with strict discipline. They do it for, for a crown that is perishable. But we're standing up here tonight, me and pastor, we're doing it for a crown that's imperishable. Saints, we can't focus on all the destruction that the enemy is bringing against God's elect. He's using these things to distract us from true, our true destiny. But we must continue to arm ourselves with the armor of God that has provided for us. For our battle is a spiritual battle. The things that's taking place in your lives, everyday lives, it's a spiritual battle. The thing that's taking place in my life is a spiritual battle. But we got to be strong and we've got to be strong together. We cannot run this race by ourselves. But we don't have to run this race. God wants to gather his army. He wants to gather up his children. And he wants you to wake up. He wants you to get the blinders off of your eyes. He wants you to be expecting him every day. I, I, it breaks my heart to know of all the people that Pastor Larry and I minister to, thousands, millions of people that we minister to that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And our hearts break for them because we know unless they accept Jesus, we know what the outcome be. We know what their location's going to be. And we don't want that to be their location. So he and I are fighting this fight to, to save these people. We don't know them. They don't know us. But it, that's not important. The important thing is that we get a message across to them that will quicken their hearts or quicken their spirits that want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We have to trust His Word to accomplish what He sends it out to do and dare to take God at His Word. When God says something, think highly enough of that Word to write it down and boldly declare to the devil in hell that you'll not be held down by your present situation. Just like I declare tonight, I'll not be held down by my present situation. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I've got a brother right here that's going to go ahead and take over from me, and I'm going to go sit down. But I want to thank all of you and remind you again that this is not to frighten you by any means, but it's to warn you. The Lord sent me here tonight to warn you that he is coming back. He is coming soon. We are living in those end days. And if you don't know the Lord, the night is the night to get to know Him. And if you're not sure, you need to be sure. You don't want to take a chance. Like I said again, you don't, and God didn't promise anybody another day. We don't know what that day is going to be. But all we know is we can be ready and we can be prepared. And Father, we just thank you. Father God, I thank you tonight for all those that came to hear this word. I thank you for all those listening online that came to hear this and uh, tuned in to hear this word. And Father, I bless your holy name. And I thank you so much for the opportunity to stand up here and deliver this word. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the blood of Jesus 
that washes away all sins. I thank you, Jesus, that you're willing to forgive any and all. All I have to do is just call upon the name of the Lord. And Father, I pray tonight, any of those out there listening that don't know you, I pray tonight that they will call upon your name, Lord, and know that you that you will save them and wash their sins away, forgive them, and list their, their names will then be listed in the Lamb's Book of Life. Father, we thank you that we know that unless our names are listed in that Lamb's book, we're not going to go back when you come. So I pray for Heavenly Father that those whose names not in that book, it will get in that book tonight. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and all the glory.